subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, you know us. We like to get the important questions out of the way. It's a bow tie day. You've got your choice at a nice event to wear a bow tie, a regular tie, or no tie. Which one does oh. Chuck Barrett wear to a nice event or not wear? Well, I mean, I think anyone would prefer no tie. Mm-hmm. But uh, if the tie is a have to, I'd go with a traditional tie. You wear a bow tie? I've never worn a bow tie. Well, I take that back. I have, other than a tuxedo. Thing. Yeah, other than a tuxedo, yeah. which has been twice in my life. No. I've had to do that for, I think, one wedding where I had to sport a bow tie, but I can't think of. I think I may, I may have worn one to work one point, um, interning, but outside of that, I think those are only two occasions that I've worn a, a bow tie. Well, now the question is can you tie a bow tie, or do you have to mm. do a clip on? Oh, I'm uh, clip on. Clip on, yeah. Clip on. I okay. can tie a regular tie. Hey, bow ties are tough now. Bow ties are tough. Can you? I can, but it's not going to look great. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to have to have some help. You know, we had a player. I don't know if you guys remember. We had a basketball player, Landis Harris. <clears throat> he would take traditional ties and cut them up with scissors and turn them into bow ties. Really? He would fashion them into bow ties. And he always wore a bow tie when we traveled everywhere we went when, you know, that was called for, a tie was called for. Um, he would always have a bow tie on, but he'd made it out of traditional ties. Well, How many times do you see that? Well, that's new. That's uh, new to me. That's 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 putting your uh, home ec classes to work there. But, uh, I guess that's right. Yeah. I don't know if they still call it home ec. But, but speak, um, yeah, speaking on behalf of all of us around the morning rush, I think we would all prefer no tie. That, that's probably what we go with. Yeah, no no tie. The muscleman the muscleman <laughs> approach. It's always weird when I do see him in a, in a suit or something at any point. Well, it is game week again. If you want to call or text us, feel free to do that on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. It's eight seven seven. Three seven seven six nine six three. Chuck, you're not going to be suited up in a, a student tie, but you will be ready for this Saturday. We'll get a chance to hear from Coach Pittman today. Get a chance to hear from Wednesday. Some of the guys on tomorrow night, and just kind of hear their thoughts again as they did their walkthrough this past Saturday, and they finally get to a game week. Yeah, now you've got to get ready for the opponent too. I mean, you're not just looking at the big picture anymore. I mean, you are in a sense. But you've also got to zero in on the team that you're playing. And, you know, this is going to be a team that throws it all over the place. I mean, they're going to run four or five wides virtually the entire ball game. It's going to be spread. They're going to go fast. I figure Arkansas will play five defensive backs virtually all the time and maybe six part of the time. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be hot. Um, you know, here we go. But I do think this week, you know, from a coaching perspective, from a player's perspective, this is where a Monday becomes a Monday yeah. and a Tuesday becomes a Tuesday. You do the same thing every day, every week. And 
now you focus on the task at hand Saturday. We've still got the luxury of looking at the big picture, like, you know, what's your biggest concern or where do you feel like we're going to be strongest, the general stuff. But they got to focus in on what's going to happen Saturday. And then when this game's over, they'll turn the page and they'll start getting ready for Kent State. So I think there's a, there's a comfort – in fact, I know there's a comfort level for the coaches and the players in that you are now into a routine that you're going to ride for the next three months. You're going to look up and it's going to be Thanksgiving. And this is when the week, you know, this is when the day, this is the day, this is the week when you really move into that. And so I'm going to be anxious to see how they respond, obviously the first two or three weeks, and then it's going to get real later in September. I think the big thing coming, you feel like you've survived camp at this point. You can kind of move past that part of your calendar, but you come out of it with really Sam Mbake being the only casualty in camp. That's a win in and of itself right there, Chuck. Yeah, I think there was an adjustment made last week when school began, and obviously with the game week, it's, it's, it's different now. But, yeah, they've got all hands on deck. You know, you're not there yet. You're not to the finish line yet. And there are some... I'm sure there are some bumps and bruises, and there are some things that, um, you know, tend to, if it's happened during the preseason, sometimes you don't really find out about the extent of it until game week, and I don't know that that's the case, but certainly seems like, uh, from a health perspective, they're right where they need to be. Well, they got, you mentioned uh, getting in the routine, so you have basically two months straight of football weeks, eight straight games before you have your bye Halloween weekend, so again, the health aspect that you guys are talking about is concerning, but it's just, these. it's a grind, we know that, and especially to start out, kind of going all over the place, right, starting in Fayetteville, you start in Little Rock, then you come back, you only get two games at home, then you have those four basically straight road games, like... This is these next three weeks. It's essential for them to take advantage of that to build up before they go on that road trip. Well, it's not a grind yet. I mean, it's the first game. It's not a grind yet. It will become one as the season wears on. And if you want to look ahead and 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 look through that four game stretch, I mean, you you can talk yourself into a lot of things. But again, I, I'll go back to what I said a minute ago. We're into game week now, and we're into routine now. And this is the time when you begin to block everything else out and you lock in on what you're doing. And, you know, when coaches use that term process, and sometimes they use it to the point where, you know, it doesn't mean as much as it once did, frankly, when you hear it. But this is part of the process. And that's refamiliarizing yourself with a game week routine every week. And it will become a grind. It's not yet, but it will. And the habits you develop right now are what's going to get you through that. Yeah. I want to come back to something you said a moment ago because we're starting to look at the opponent, as you said. You've clearly started looking at roster and names. And you mentioned they're going to spread the ball out, them being Western Carolina, and really test that Arkansas secondary. Uh, What else have you learned about Western Carolina as you're getting ready for the game? Well, Kerwin Bell's their coach. If you're old enough to remember Kerwin Bell, he was a quarterback for Florida before Spurrier got there. And, I mean, when they were just okay then. But he was good. Played in the NFL a long time. Played in the CFL a long time. He's kind of climbed up the coaching tree. Uh, Won a national championship at a lower division with Valdosta State in 2018. And that's what got him this job. Um, They were 4-7 his first year. They were 6-5 last year. They've got a quarterback that's transferred in from Harvard. 
and I don't know if he's going to start, but his numbers up there were really good. He's going to play. He had 18 touchdown passes and seven picks last year, threw for over 2,100 yards. Um, I think they played nine games. I think he played nine games. So those are good numbers, and I would suspect that, you know, Arkansas is going to have an opportunity to, to pick off some passes. You know, last year as a team, they threw 30 touchdown passes. That's a lot. But they threw 20 interceptions, too, and that's a whole lot. And so, you know, can they improve on that? Um, They scored a lot of points last year. They gave up a lot of points last year. In fact, they averaged 31.9 on offense, and they gave up 31.9 on defense. That's why they were 6-5. and So, um, you know, they're going to throw it. They've got a veteran offensive line. They've got three offensive linemen that are going to start that started all 11 games last year. So they think they're going to be good, and probably in their division they will be. They're in the Southern Conference, and, you know, they're not – coming to Little Rock just to get a check. So Arkansas should win. I think we know that. When you look at the lines of scrimmage, the heights and weights are vastly different. And Arkansas should have an opportunity to physically dominate in this game. But I think at their division, they're going to be a pretty good team this year. You had a chance to catch up with Western Carolina's play-by-play guy, Gary Ayers, and you mentioned the quarterback. I I wonder for Coach Williams having to deal with the possibility of two QBs. I always find that interesting when defensive coordinators talk about kind of heading into a game and having to prepare for multiple guys, which looks like they might have to do on Saturday. Well, they're going to throw it either way. I mean, they're going to run their offense. You know, Bell's son is his offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is their offense. This is their family offense. This is how they do it. doesn't matter which quarterback's in there. Now, Gonzalez, who I think will start, Cole Gonzalez, is a sophomore, and he's a little more mobile than Dean is perhaps. Um, Started four games last year. He was just okay. You know, he's okay. Threw him for 11 touchdowns and had seven picks. So uh, I think we'll see both of them. You've talked about how you think the SEC is going to shift to more of a, a run side. We might see that for more teams. And I wonder, again, BYU, kind of what they'll do, how these first three games prepare Arkansas, not from a talent standpoint, but from a schematics and defensive standpoint, these next three. Because offensively, again, you're going up just lesser competition. Doesn't matter if they blitz, doesn't matter if they sit back. It's just lesser competition. But from a defensive standpoint, how these guys adjust early on and then what changes in in philosophy we see come week four against LSU and moving forward. I don't think you see any change in philosophy, honestly, when you get to LSU. I mean, it's it's going to be different. Now, let me clarify. I don't think there's going to be a dramatic shift to the running game in the SEC. I just think more teams are going to run the ball. Then I don't don't, don't think it's going to be quite as wide open as we've seen. But – you know, the lines of scrimmage are where this game should be won and lost, and Arkansas should have an opportunity to dominate there. To me, you know, you, I wouldn't get caught up in schematics and things like that. I mean, this is a game where Arkansas should physically dominate. And when you're as big as they are and as much faster as they are, you should. Not to say they will, just to say they should. Now, obviously, you know, Western Carolina is going to try to do some things on offense to keep them off balance and hope they can score enough to offset the fact that they're probably going to give up some. Uh, they've got a good safety uh, when you look at their team, but, but you know, defensively, they've, they've been what they've been. I mean, they score and they give up. But, um, you know, I, I, I think from a schematics standpoint, I, 
I hate to get into that because, you know, I'm not a coach. None of us are. But um, clearly defending guys who line up four and five wides every time is going to be different. Mm-hmm. But I still think you, you, you adhere to your same principles no matter who you're playing. Yeah. But I think your question's good, Ty, that, you know, I, I agree with both of you. I, I think you're going to see teams that lean on the run more. But you're going to get maybe some looks and some formations, some personnel groups these first few weeks that you might not see the rest of the way. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But it's probably not, you know, these aren't SEC teams. They're going to do some things different to try to gain an edge. You know, I want to go back to something I said a minute ago, big picture versus this week. I do think that there are points, hopefully, in a game like this where you do begin to look at big picture. Now, to me... Big picture doesn't necessarily mean can you get a bunch of guys in the ball game that might not get to play in some others. That's probably going to be part of it if you get to that point. But I also think repetitions, man, repetitions against other teams, uh, playing somebody that you're not playing in practice every day. Um, you know, you do have to look at the big picture from the standpoint of is it the season opener and do we just want to empty the benches? Are we so good right now that we can just empty the benches? I don't know the answer to that. There's the, you know, that's a that's a balance that you're going to have to strike. Yeah. And even if you have that, if, even if the game affords you that luxury, how deep do you go into the third or the early fourth quarter? Because, hey, these guys are, you know, you want to get reps, you want to get more film for, for your frontline guys. I mean, again, what, what would be the thinking of Sam Pittman and his staff about when they would want to make the change if the game afforded them that opportunity? Well, right, and, and that's the balance. Yeah. You know, that's the balance right there. And, and um, you know, sometimes you still want to see something out of a certain player. Right. You know, as a group, you may be, you know, you may be doing fine, but you may want to see something out of a certain player you've not seen yet, and to get a chance to see that, you got to have a certain personnel group in there. So there's just a lot of things to balance. Yeah, you, want, you wonder, guys, are, are there still some position battles going on? Maybe not That's for starters, but down. for number twos, number threes. You know, it, I still think these first couple of weeks will still see some shuffling of the depth chart. We may not see it externally, but internally, I think that will be the case. I wonder, so I'd written down like the left tackle position, slot wide receiver, tight ends, and then the second linebacker, whoever's with Chris Poop Paul or some of the questions that I I wonder not just who's going to start, but play consistently in the not just this game. though. And the other thing you have to think about is some guys are just practice players. Some guys show up and are practice all-stars. The lights come on. Lights aren't going to be on on Saturday because it's going to be sunny and hot. But they they squander. They don't show up in the game. So I'm curious to see if we see one of those players that maybe has excelled in fall camp to this point but doesn't necessarily have a good outing this Saturday. Well, I think the thing we have to remember is we've not seen much in preseason camp. And so sometimes, again, I'll go back to a point I made before. you got to wonder sometimes who the coach is talking to when he makes a comment about a certain player. He may be bragging on a guy every day, trying to talk him into it. Um, he may have a guy that's playing great every day that he feels like, man, if I brag on him, it's going to stop. So, you know, that's that's the coaching aspect, and that's knowing your kids. To the McClarty Daniel hotline we go where our friend Eddie in Clarksville is waiting. Eddie, we've got five days. It is game week. Your thoughts on the upcoming game in Little Rock on Saturday? Just touched on it. I'm starting to feel it. Let me say this. I want to talk about just briefly two things this morning. I want to talk about, you know, intensity. What does that mean? Well, that means it's an overwhelming feeling 
that exists within you that's beginning to get bigger, baby. It's beginning to get large. It's beginning to burst out of you. And I want to hear from the fan base this morning, where is your intensity? And by the way, we're going to have players play on the field this year. It's going to be intensified. The second thing I want to talk about just briefly, if you'll be so generous, I want to talk about passion. What passion is something that exists in all of us worldwide. And sometimes it might be the love for your kids. It might be for your spouse. It can be a love for a team. And I mean my passion is running on an all-time high. Because we got some players that are going to play passionately for you this year on the playing field. And come Saturday, woo, I'm not Ric Flair, but that passion is going to be on display. And I'll, I'll tell you what, my passion has grown over the years. I first stepped out on the uh, my first home game in 1971 against Texas. And I don't remember about stats that day, but what I got, woo, that's where Hawk Johnny comes from. I've been aborted, and I don't plan to get off of it. I'm going to die with it. And a player such as Billy Ray Smith, Dan Hampton, Wayne Martin, and many more. You talk about Darren McFadden, Ryan Malik, Alex Jones, Matt Jones. I mean, Alex, I mean, I just can't. I mean, it's marching out on me. And it comes Saturday. You know, passion is fueled by long-term relationships. And I tell you what, you know, being a Hawk fan, it's just not today. It's not just tomorrow. It's forever. Woo! Come Saturday, it's going to be a great season. I'm asking you this morning, where's your passion at? Uh, because it, our players can be fueled by you. And if you know, but I want to leave you with this. Lance Armstrong said this. And he was a great triathlete the world's ever seen. Won a tour de France multi-times. You know what he said? Whatever your 100% is, give it your all. And we're going to have players give it your all this year on the playing field for you. And it's going to be a great season. All aboard and get ready for that bell, baby, because it's going to be ringing Saturday. Well, Eddie, appreciate the call. I think, guys, uh, the passing that he just showed, it's it's uh, it's about the same. It's as, unrivaled. Yeah. It's, it's unrivaled. It's, uh, it's hard to, it's hard well, to get it's that point. Every time I hear Eddie, I think, you know, there's all these little pro wrestling outfits all over America. they got to be looking for a manager. So there, there's, there, there's got to be a couple of guys out there. I'm talking the small circuits. I'm not talking WWE. I'm talking the small circuits. You can't tell me Eddie would not be somebody's a great manager, great on the microphone, knows how to yell and scream, does a pretty good Ric Flair woo for a guy that's that age. I can't even approach that level. <laughs> so um, I think Eddie needs. Uh, I think Eddie needs to go that route. It's forever. What did he say? Arkansas fandom. It's forever. Cradle to the grave, yeah. baby. Tell you to raise back born, raise back bread, and when I die, I'll be raised back dead. That's good stuff from Eddie this morning again, as he is ready. He wants the game to be today based on uh, how he just said that. By the way, he mentioned Alex Collins. For those who don't know, Chuck, I don't know if you saw this. They did a uh, Alex's birthday would have been this past Saturday. would have been 29 years old. Uh, Arkansas did a, a stadium tribute. To, they lit it up red on Saturday night, which I thought was a good gesture on the athletics department's part. 
Yeah, very nice. I didn't see it. I saw the pictures, but uh, you're right. It was a very nice gesture. Yeah. And we'll be long. We'll be, be lighting it up on Friday nights for game day. It's, all, it's always, to me, and we're, we're a ways away from some of that fog in the evening. we got to have some cooler weather. But when that fog kind of sets in around the stadium and the glow of those lights hit that fog and you've, you're coming over that hill maybe early of a morning or late of a night or whatever, and, and they do have them on for whatever reason. They'll have them on Friday nights, um, you know, marking the game the next day. That's just such a, a neat look that will give you chills. You, you know it's football when you see that. You know, to me, the two best things about I-49, or the new highway as I still call it, um, are the tunnel and when you top that hill. Yeah. When you top that hill mm-hmm. and you come into Fable, day or night, it's obviously better at night when the stadium's lit up, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But I think, um, in all honesty, the two things I enjoy, other than being able yeah. to get there more quickly, are uh, the tunnel and topping that hill. I always, when we would go to Rogers when I was a kid and uh, visit my grandparents, I knew as soon as we hit the, the tunnel, and I'm forgetting the actual name of it, the, this hopper, point, tunnel? the hopper tunnel. Bobby I hopper knew, tunnel. I knew we were close. I, my, my parents probably were annoyed the as I'll get out because I'd ask, are we there yet? Are we close? And then I knew when we hit the Bobby Hopper Tunnel, we were about 30 minutes out from passing Fayette, or not passing Fayette, but getting to Rogers at you, that point. Do you even time. remember a day of taking the old highway? Uh, pig Trail? Um, no, not the Pig Trail. No, not the Pig Trail. Pig 71 is not the Pig Trail. That's not the Pig Trail. I get no, them mixed 71. up. Uh, what, 23 I'm, to 16, I guess, was most people's that's journey the up trail. the Pig Trail. When did, it, when did they do the new highway? Oh, timeline. I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you the last time I drove it. I'll tell you the last time I drove it, we came back from the Citrus Bowl playing Michigan in 1998. And for some reason, I flew to Fort Smith and drove up the uh, mountain, and it had been snowing. And I can remember thinking, wouldn't it be ironic on the last time I drive up this mountain that I slide off on the ice? I've been doing it my whole life. And it opened up. Uh, they, they, they opened up the highway right after, yep. I think it was New Year's Day, maybe, 99. If it wasn't New Year's Day, it was a couple of days after so, that. I, re- I remember doing a live radio remote when I worked at KARV Radio from uh, for the opening of the Hopper well, Tunnel. Boys, I covered 99. the press conference as a news reporter when they broke the ground. Yeah. That's how far back yeah. I go. Yeah, so I was four years old, so no, I do not remember I, I that. I didn't think you did. <laughs> The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more information. Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com. Dot com to get 50% off thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash 
HTL50. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So your Arkansas football captains have been named. Some names you expected to hear. K.J. Jefferson, got Landon Jackson, Brady Latham, Cam Little, Trajan Jeffcoat, and Rocket Sanders. I've got some thoughts on this. So Initially, kind of surprised I didn't see Chris Paul on there. I thought he was going to be a captain. Again, he's one of the younger guys, but not on the list. Cam Little, to me, is a little bit of a surprise, but they really do like him. That's been one of the things I've heard different teammates of his talk about as a junior. Um, and then also the transfer, Trajan Jeffcoat, coming in as, again, will be a one-year player at Arkansas, redshirt senior, but evidently he's made enough of an impact and gave the respect of his teammates to be a captain for this football team this year. Cam Little will likely be your leading scorer this year. And, and that's not uncommon with kickers, but I keep hearing guys refer to him as a stud, a stud kicker. I mean, that, that's not often that a specialist gets that, that labeled, but Chuck, I know they are, uh, they're counting on him to be a lethal weapon when they cross the 50-yard line. Well, I think the thing you have to remember is the team elects the captains. These are not chosen by the coaches. We notice who goes out for the coin toss, and that's really the only time we notice it, if we're honest. Um, captaincy's about what happens during all those moments that we don't see. And players know who the leaders of their teams are. They know, and those are the guys they vote for. And so these guys, when you look at them, you just go down the list. These are the leaders of your football team. These are the guys who've been here. These are the ones who've set the tone for the Sam Pittman era. These are the ones that are bought into the culture. These are the ones that teach the young guys how to do it. Um, Now, obviously, they all perform well in the field, and certainly Cam Little's among those who's expected to perform well. But this is about what goes on in that locker room. It's about who polices the team when somebody screws up. It's about, you know, who decides how the order's going to go in the locker room, so to speak. And these are the guys the players vote for. They decide. And clearly, these are the guys that they're looking to to lead them. You have to go by this wild sack. Kyle Parkinson, who works for the athletic department, had this, the football team. you got to go all the way back to the 1800s of this football program to find a three-time captain, which K.J. now is. 
Three straight years of K.J. Jefferson being your captain. You have to go all the way back uh, to Herbert Fishback. Boy, no he, was one a, he was a good Great one. player. <laughs> 1800s. That yeah. is the, the only other three-time captain in the history of the Arkansas football program. Everyone expected K.J. to be captain. He's there in media days. He's been the last two years, but... That stat to me is wild. Over 100 years. Yeah. I mean, and you think about it in the COVID era, you think about it in the transfer portal era. I don't know. It would be probably less likely moving forward because of the transfer portal era to see to see that again. But that, that is a good note right there. I wouldn't have guessed that far back, Chuck. Well, your starting quarterback needs to be one of your captains. And this is his third year as the starting quarterback. So, you know, you just don't see many third-year starters in college football anymore at that position given the way the portal works now and um, the NIL and all that, you, you just will not find many guys who are in their third year of starting at quarterback anywhere, certainly at a Power 5 school. Mm-hmm. And I've always believed that if your quarterback's not one of your captains, you got an issue at quarterback. So I think the fact that he's a third-year starter, I think that's what lends itself to his third year as a captain. But it also speaks to the way his teammates have felt about him from the get-go. Yeah, Michigan fans were freaking out because their starting quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, was not named a captain. Their fan base is just going nuts because, like, how is it not a captain? But that is the outside perception. I remember this being the way with Connor Cook for Michigan State years ago as he wasn't voted captain. It's like if your quarterback isn't that, it's it's just weird, especially if he's an older guy, too. He's a veteran, which K.J. is, but... Some, some. Well, uh, you, you know, if if, if, if there was going to be any of those three years you looked at and said, well, that's a little bit of a surprise maybe, it, you know, it would be the first year. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the second and third times, I mean, of course he was going to be a captain this year. I mean, that was, you know, there was, that was a no-brainer. So um, I think some of it, a lot of it, as Tommy says, has, has, has to do with longevity in the COVID year. And I think the fact that um, it certainly helped Arkansas. There's no way around it. If K.J. had gotten a higher grade in terms of his draft position, he wouldn't be here this year. And so, um, I mean, he said that himself. So I think Arkansas benefited from that, just very frankly. And I think all of that leads itself to him being a captain for the third straight year. And I think naming six, you asked this before the show, having six named captains is kind of unusual. Four will go out for the coin toss, but I guess like we've seen last year when KJ was injured, or someone else couldn't go that there day. There may have been ties. May have been yeah. ties in the voting. May have been, but uh, this also you don't have to. You know, if you're, you're always going to send four out for the coin toss, you don't have to send someone that's maybe not a team captain. You, well, you've got a group there of, of six to pick four from. Right, you're right, and the, and 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 that's what we notice. Yeah. But evidently, the players feel like there are six guys yeah. that are the leaders of this football team, and those are the ones they've selected. Yeah, and I'd say you know. Off the field, if these are the leaders, these are definitely the leaders on the field. If they're the vocal leaders and, as you said, police the locker room, those are two things that I think are great to go hand in hand. So, yep. I mean, it had been a surprise, like you said, not well, to see Rocket and KJ you're on this not list. Gonna, you're, you're never going to be elected captain unless you're good in all those areas. You're never going to be voted a captain. You'd be a good player, but not necessarily a leader at this point. So cool again to see those guys' names. If you got some thoughts on Arkansas captains or anything else this morning, feel free to jump in with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 877-377-6963. Chuck, what kind of game are we going to see Saturday? I think most people are just expecting a blowout, but you know, Western Carolina, 
know you were looking at it when you were talking in the first hour. This is going to be a team that's going to throw it around a lot and give Arkansas some challenges with their secondary. I think they'll be challenged defensively. They'll do some things that, um, you know, I think give Arkansas, I won't say problems, but they'll do some things Arkansas has got to adjust to. There's no doubt. I mean, they've got a veteran team, and they got better last year than they were the year before. Um, Kerwin Bell's in his third year as their coach. Um, you know, they gave up a lot of points last year and scored a lot of points, right about 32 a game on both sides. They'll throw it a lot. They're going to spread it out. They've got a running back that was the consensus freshman of the year in the Southern Conference last year. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you Arkansas doesn't have a chance to physically dominate. They do. But I do think Western Carolina is going to be a good team in their division. I suspect when we get to the end of the year, they will have won eight or nine games, maybe more. Uh, They've got a really good team at their division. But I do think it's a game Arkansas, particularly at the lines of scrimmage, should be able to do well in. Now, one thing that I, I do want to note, um, it's going to be the quick passing game. It's going to be four or five wides most all the time. When they run, they're going to run out of the spread. It's going to be short drops, quick passes. Their best offensive lineman is their left tackle. He's 6'8", he's over 300 pounds, and this will be his 44th straight start. So um, it doesn't sound like a guy you're going to whip all day. You might. But, you know, on the surface, this guy's a pretty good player. Yeah, uh, They've got three of their five offensive linemen that started all 11 last year. They're going to have a good offense. They're going to win a lot of games in their level, at, at their level. Um, but now they threw a lot of picks last year. And I think Arkansas will have some chance to intercept uh, – will have a chance to intercept some passes. You mentioned the quick passing game that, that they, they've, they've done in the past. Makes you wonder how much pressure this defensive line that we've – talked up and talked about all preseason how much how much can they really get to a quarterback that's going to get out, get it out of his hands quickly yeah and look sometimes you can get a good pass rush and not get a sack i mean you can hurry you can make him throw off stride you can make him throw more quickly get your hands up um all of those things make up a good pass rush we tend to focus on the numbers um i'll be interested to see what the quarterback hurries look like Sometimes when you play a quick passing team, the sacks aren't the number you look at. It's the quarterback hurries because that's really how you throw a quick offense off stride. I do wonder what, what fans will be more invested in come this Saturday. And, of course, offense is the one that sells tickets. The air conditioner. The, yeah. That's what they're going to be invested <laughs> that, in. That too. Staying but, cool, finding shade. I, I do, and it's intriguing. You've got a new offensive coordinator. You've got not just a new defensive coordinator, but several position coaches. And I guess you've got Coach Turner on offense with the tight ends as well. Just the intrigue of, hey, which unit – maybe has a better game because what will happen is come Monday come next Monday or even on hog reaction following the game people will have this to say well the defense didn't do this or the offense did this or whatever which which unit they're more interested in watching come this this Saturday oh I think after every game sometimes people nitpick because they think it makes them sound like a smarter fan um, you know, if you want to get right down to it, it's not going to be a perfect game. There are going to be some mistakes. There are going to be things that you can look at and go, man, if we don't get that short up, we're not, you know, we're going to get beat. Well, you can say that about every season opener in every game. Uh, there's not going to be a team play this weekend. Alabama, Georgia, any of them who at the end of the game won't have a fan call into a program, go, hey, we can't get that taken care of. We're going to get beat by a good team. 
and that's going to happen this week. But, you know, um, let's see where we are in a month and see where we are in two months and add them all up at the end. Yeah. And uh, you're speaking of the air conditioning. Uh, this is not a weekend for oh, it to I go know. out. That's why no. you need our friends at Pascal. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. They've been keeping you cool all summer. And I know it doesn't seem like it right now, but we are not too far away from the time where we are going to have some cooler nights. Maybe. Seems like mm-hmm. it laughing at some Bring point. it on. Here's the thing about the Pascal Plant Protection Program, regardless of the season, regardless of whether it's 110 or 10 below, you're going to be comfortable in your home because that plant protection program is going to assure that you are running at your peak all year long. They're going to check it. It's going to be preventative maintenance, if you want to use that term. They're going to make certain that it's rolling the way it should. So when it is 105 degrees in the shade, your air conditioner is running right. And when it does get bone chilling in January and February, as it will, your heater's working to perfection as well. That's the difference at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. Professional people, professional service. You can schedule your appointment at gopascal.com. So we all know Arkansas is playing this weekend. Some other games this weekend, I'm not going to lie to you, it's not a great week one. You do have the Florida-Utah game Thursday night, which, Chuck, I know you'll get... I think get, that'll be a good game. Yeah. yeah. That'll be a good game. You'll, have a, you'll get a chance to watch that. Virginia's playing... There's two games on Thursday, actually. Who else is playing? Missouri and South Dakota. No, I don't care about yeah. that game. Um, Virginia against Tennessee is going to be in Nashville. Colorado at TCU. Dion going back to Dallas. Um, Arkansas State's traveling to Norman to take on the Sooners. Ohio State against Indiana, a conference game to start out their season. Uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina and Charlotte, that's where college game day will be at. Uh, The biggest one this weekend, LSU against Florida State in Orlando this Sunday. And this is, again, the final weekend before next week where you have the NFL season that will begin next Thursday. And, again, NFL and college will start that weekend. But really, so focused on college football this weekend and, Best game is is in Orlando, Florida, when the Seminoles take on the Tigers. You got the game time on that. So I, I'm assuming it's an evening game, but uh, it's a night game. Yeah, I mean, because that, that, that's the one game I'll probably you know make. North it a Carolina and South for. Carolina will be a pretty good game mm-hmm. Saturday night. Yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina will be a good game. Drake, I'm anxious yeah. to see Dion go to TCU. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. I think that that that. That could be a better game than people anticipate. TCU is a double-digit favorite at home. Again, the national runner-up this past season after getting trounced by Georgia in that championship game, but they did lose a lot. Be curious to see how Sonny Dykes and, and company react. But for LSU and Florida State, who Mike Norvell and Brian Kelly, I mean, Brian Kelly and company are being lauded as the team that come out of the West by some, including myself, and I have been winning the SEC championship this year. It would sure throw a wrench if in the, in the plans if they lost on Sunday to Florida State because they would well, have to. We kind of threw a wrench last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened. They lost that first game. And, yeah, that's that way for both teams. You know, both of them think they're going to be in the playoff, which means somebody after Sunday night is going to have to run the table. And if it's LSU having to run the table, they're not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can't get in with two losses, there's no way. So there's a lot on the line. It's a good quarterback matchup. This will be a really good game Sunday night. Jordan Travis versus Jaden Daniels, two top ten quarterbacks in all of college. You know, uh, Travis started it with uh, Petrino in Louisville. Did he really? Yeah, he started at uh, Louisville and transferred to Florida State. Okay. The games this weekend, Notre Dame 
squashed Navy in Ireland. Vanderbilt barely got a win against Hawaii. They didn't look great. Curious to see how then. But they won. No one saw Caleb Williams do what he did. He had four touchdowns to start his back-to-back Heisman campaign, or so he hopes. flag football game? Yeah. They play flag football out there? Do they still tackle? (laughs) In the uh, San Jose State versus USC? No, not so much, but... USC gave up, what, 28 to San Jose State? Yeah. That's Greenwich, man. He's the Achilles heel. For uh, for Lincoln Riley and company, they actually want to win the national championships. That defense is is bad, no but there were uh, they they are nowhere near Big Ten ready. I no think. way, no way. They need to make a change there, defensive coordinator. Honestly, I don't know why Riley has kept him on for as long as he has. Lincoln Riley's the head coach. This is just like it was at Oklahoma. They score a bunch of points. They give up a bunch of points. He's the head coach. It's not about firing the defensive coordinator. This is Lincoln Riley's way. And I'm not knocking him. He's, he's, he's had success. But you're never going to have a stellar defense when that's your style. You're just not. Yeah. They, uh, they've just had issues at points in there. Again, the, this season doesn't look like any different when it comes to it. Those were, again, some of the notable – I say notable. Those were some of the week zero games that we had this weekend as well. I'm just – I'm ready for actual week one to this point. I know we were debating last week when the actual start of college football is, and it starts this week. Yeah, and and really, I think for the the pace will pick up week two as far as the quality of the games. There's a few good ones in there. Florida State, LSU, we mentioned. Virginia, Tennessee is going to be in Nashville, and Tennessee you know, will beat them by four touchdowns. So I mean, there's a there's a no, few things at least to watch. Do what? I don't think Tennessee wins by four touchdowns. Virginia's not good. I didn't say they were. I'm just saying I don't think they went by four touchdowns. I think Joe Milton's going to sling it all over the yard. Is there going to be an upset this weekend? Have you called an upset this weekend, Ty? Is there going to be one? From a line standpoint, Gamecocks will probably win that from an upset standpoint. I'd love to see Duke beat Clemson and Durham on Monday night. but Probably not going to yeah. happen. Florida, I mean, Florida's going to start 0-1. And the, uh, the Billy Napier... Yeah, I mean, Utah's ranked 14th, though. Yeah. yeah. But the you Billy know. Napier... Is he going to be able to get it done in Gainesville, or is he going to last this year? It's going to get ramped up after this weekend because they could go to they go to Salt Lake City and get housed, and I wouldn't. I'm be trying to find an that. upset. So I'm what? just trying. To, can North Texas beat Cal? That's a possibility in uh, North Texas. I don't know. Can West Virginia go play with Penn State? The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Drew Sanders, drafted by the Denver Broncos, had himself a nice preseason game. Got an interception this weekend. Absolutely. Wouldn't you? I'd be studying. I'd be in the books. 
excited. Drew Sanders is everywhere. And he's in the Rams territory. Fumbles the football. Sanders had it, and he coughs up the football down at the Ram 25. And let's see who's on top of it. So I don't know if you guys actually saw the highlight, but it was funny. Drew had a very similar interception like he did against Ole Miss last year and then took in and was running and then got kind of hit from behind, lost the football, but uh, was entertaining. He's made an impact thus far as the Denver Bronco. And I know people talking to a few friends in Colorado and hearing what they've said on the sports radio airwaves there, they really like him thus far. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a good player. He's going to get a chance to play there for a long time if he can stay healthy, it sounds like. Now, the Rams are just horrible. I mean, it appears that way anyway. Um, Denver had a big game, and Drew did too, but he'll have a chance to play a lot of football, it looks like. Sean Payton knew out there, see how that regime goes early with Russell Wilson and kind of what that dynamic looks like. Arkansas football got some good news this weekend. Bear McWhorter committed to Arkansas out of Cartersville, Georgia. He had offers to Alabama, Tennessee, Texas, Florida State. Now, he's a Max Preps All-American, class of 2026, so he's a sophomore right now. He was the kid, if you remember, about a year or so ago, put up this, the billboard sign in Fayetteville asking for Coach Pittman to recruit him. Well, evidently it's paid off. This is not just some Joe Schmo that wanted to end up in Fayetteville. Guys, this is a, a kid that a lot, of, a lot of colleges were after, and at this point he's committed to Arkansas, Tommy. Yeah, and um, we're talking about this, you know, this class coming up, twenty-five and twenty-six. We were talking about the travel ball angle. Uh, the Archer kid in Greenwood is, you know, from like an early age played. I know there's kids that are around it, and, and I'm just using him as an example. You're hoping maybe you can get that group in that twenty-five, twenty-six class to start recruiting each other, and maybe with one of the top quarterbacks in the country in your state, if you can land him, his brother's going to be a year ahead. Uh, and his announcement is going to be interesting to watch. Maybe, because I know a lot of these kids know each other, um, maybe you can get a collection of them. And, and that would be maybe your best, your best chance to put a, a playoff team and maybe an SEC championship caliber team together somewhere following that recruiting class. Yeah, uh, so that, I'm putting the cart 10 miles well, in front of the horse, but I'm saying that's, that's what you're looking at in that group of kids that are in their sophomore seasons right now. You've got to have success on the field. If you have success on the field, those things have a chance to come together. Correct. If you don't have success on the field, it's probably not going to happen. So um, Arkansas has recruited well. I mean, they've stepped their recruiting up, and they're going to places and getting good players, not just getting a player, but getting good players in places that over the years they've really not gone to. And that's a good sign. That's part of the SEC brand. That allows you to go into doors all over the country, whether it be in SEC territory or California or anywhere else. I, I'm kind of anxious to see how the uh, SEC and the Big Ten raid California because there's still a lot of good players out there. We're you know we're out there. Others are out there. Um, you know, SEC programs have always recruited nationally, and the good ones have recruited very well nationally. We've been so-so when it comes to recruiting nationally. But I do wonder if we will benefit, if others in our league will benefit, if the Big Ten will benefit, maybe the, maybe even the Big 12 because of the styles of play 
um, you know, what's going to happen with those kids out there? Because there's a lot of them, and that's a big state. There's a lot of quarterbacks come out of that state. Yeah, that's a good point on that. And another note, so speaking of quarterbacks, I know people are all uh, I've been wondering about Ken Archer's decision in the coming years where he'll decide to go. USC just got a commit from the number one quarterback in the class of 2026. So that's something to keep an eye on. The guy's name is Julian Lewis. So when it concerns where Kane can end up, he's got a connection. At least he's been around the USC program, Lincoln Riley. That's something to monitor in the coming years that there's a quarterback already committed in that class. I was talking with someone about that very thing last week uh, when that happened later in the week. And um, I know that, that Kane has, has been to USC's camp. He really was, uh, was, was dialed in on the Oklahoma program and Lincoln Riley was there. I think that's a bigger deal then you might think what you just referenced there, that number one quarterback going to USC, I think that's a bigger deal and a good a good thing for Arkansas. But it's back to what Chuck just said. you got to win, and you got to put your program in position to get these kids. But that right there that you just reported um, is a much bigger deal than I think we know. Yep, just win, baby. Al Davis, just win, baby, win. Arkansas soccer tied Notre Dame this weekend 2-2 two to two on Sunday. Volleyball team beat Michigan State on Friday and Tulsa on Sunday. Apparently the volleyball team's good now, too. So it's just like every on-campus team seems to be having a good season thus far, and hopefully that continues. They're ranked 25th. Yeah, it's so, top, I know they're yeah. top 25. That yeah. sounds right at this point. That's going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. So I do want to mention some high school scores from the weekend. For the first time in seven years, the Southside Mavericks took down the Northside Grizzlies. I know that was a big game this weekend. Arkansas teams went 3-0 against Oklahoma this weekend. Benville, Benville West, and Greenwood all got victories over oh. different schools. And Booker T. Washington in uh, Stillwater. Hey, Benville, Benville beating Broken Arrow because it was like, what is it, 42 to nothing? or forty? It was, it was a pretty yeah, decisive. 41 nothing. 41 nothing. Uh, Broken Arrow is not not a not a shabby program. So Benville, I thought, made a statement this weekend with a win that sizable on the road on the road at Broken Arrow. Yeah, some other scores: Hot Springs beat Valonia 39-13. Paris beat Waldron. Farmington beat Greenbrier. Uh, Harrison, where Zach was at this weekend, uh, down Springdale 24 to 20. A good game. Russellville beat Moralton. Uh, Rogers Heritage beat Siloam Springs. Ozark beat Clarksville. Uh, Parkview beat Springdale Harbor. Mountain Home beat Nettleton. Rogers beat Little Rock Southwest. Fayetteville beat Cabot. And then Camden Fairview beat Arkadelphia this weekend. So a good week one for Arkansas football. And you mentioned again the 7A West had a had a really yeah, good, good show this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. This for for high school sports, which well underway after uh, after week one. And Stillwater, Oklahoma won the state title there last year. Their head coach came to Shiloh Christian. He's now the AD and head coach there. But don't be surprised if Shiloh, I was talking with Chris Young over the weekend, the head coach at Greenwood, don't be surprised if they go on to run the table and win the state title again. He said they were a very, very good football team. Yeah, so those are some of the high school victories for the weekend. Congrats to all those involved. I know a lot of people were happy to be back in a high school stadium in Arkansas on a Friday night. To the McClarty Daniel Hotline we go where Ryan and Hot Springs is waiting on us. Ryan, welcome into the morning rush, man. Hey, Bubba. Hi. So, uh, this may sound kind of corny. I'm sorry, sorry but... Uh... So I've always been in love with them, uh, the Razorback plastic hats that you put on your head. That's the, the hog, you know what I'm talking about? The hog hat, yeah. Uncle Heavens. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting one for 
a long time. Well, a couple of years ago, I tried finding one. This is right, right as COVID hit, and they've been having some problems. I guess there was a shortage somewhere. Well, this morning, I walk into uh, Albert Park Walmart, and guess what? They got one. And uh, so I, I hadn't even bought the thing yet, and my daughter's already taking it over. First thing I ever mind is, oh, Daddy, who pig? Who pig? God, I sent you the picture. I sent you the, uh, the pig, Ty, so you'll have to show the guys. But, uh, but yeah, proud dad moment there. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm looking so, at it. I'm looking at it right now. That's a cute picture, man. That's a cute she, picture. Uh, but, uh, every, and every time now, get, I may have told you the other day, but every time we get in the car now, she wants to hear the uh, fight song. She'll hey, hey, daddy, woo pig, woo pig. So I mean, she wants to play the fight song. <laughs> so, uh, doing my level best to uh, raise them right. I got a little opposition over there going against me a little bit, like I told y'all the other day. But, I'm working hard at it. So I hope you all have a great day. Go home. So I'll share that with you. All right. Thanks, Ron. That is a, a very cute picture of your daughter at this it, point. Now, you got the plastic hog hat, like, which is the one that, that Ryan found available. I've got in my office one of the old school, like the the foam or the, you mm-hmm. talk about the, the heavy, the, the Uncle Heavy. The, that's the one I, that I think well, is Uncle Heavy. That was the brand name yeah. back in the day was Uncle Heavy's hog hat. Yeah. And uh, they changed the design over the years. It's 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 different now. Every once in a while, you'll still see one of the old ones. Yeah. I've got I've got one of them old foam ones. Someone someone brought it by here and gave it to me. It's, it's a nice one. I'm getting one from Robert at the stadium shop next week. Kind of set the tone for the, yep. the season ahead. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Dallas Cowboys, big topic of conversation this weekend. Here is Jerry Jones on Trey Lance, what they think they're getting. The minute that we knew that they were serious about trading him, then we didn't want the phone to hang up. We did it uh, the equivalent of yesterday. So uh, we felt good about him and the valuation that we had for him in the draft. We felt good about uh, what we've seen on tape that he's done since he's been in the NFL. And it was one that we just uh, made the decision almost the minute we heard the name. So that's Mr. Jones on kind of what they thought about Trey Lance and what they did to acquire him. And what does his role look like? He touched on that as well. I don't want to plan on, count on, or wish for help from him this year. Pretty blunt. Pretty, pretty straightforward at this point. Again, the Dallas Cowboys get going against the New York Giants. Sunday night football, not this Sunday, 
but the following Sunday. So that's, that's Sign me up on that plan. Pay me a bunch of money and don't plan on me doing anything. He, don't count on me for nothing. That, he, that's my kind of deal right there. He's set to make over 600000 with the Dallas Cowboys, which, again, pretty low for what you're getting at this point in time. It was, if you remember, 49ers drafted, I think it was the third round, or excuse me, third pick overall. His first-round draft pick for them. So we'll see, again, if he becomes anything. So that's Jerry's thoughts. What, what does Dak Prescott think? On this, here's what he had to say on the move. I can't say that I necessarily expected it. No, I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get some done. And as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. He's been in this league eight years. Been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised. To be honest with you. So again, he well, he sounded excited, didn't no. he? Yeah. <laughs> he sounded like he was happy to uh, welcome him into the quarterback room. See, I, I don't think this means anything. I mean, no. only because it – no, I don't think it means anything. Only because it's the Cowboys and we've not played a game. They traded for a backup quarterback. Of course Jerry's going to talk glowingly about him. He just traded for him. I mean, you'd expect him to say that. But he also said, I don't want anything from him. He's an insurance policy. Now, look, the Cowboys know. I don't care what he says about watching him on film. They know if Prescott goes down and they got to play Trey Lance, they're probably going to finish in last place. They know that. And this is a backup quarterback who's been a bust, who's been a bust. Now, obviously, they see some things in him that perhaps the rest of the football world's not seen yet, or at least not in games. Um, but but I, I, I don't – he's not a threat to Dak. That's silly. I mean, if he was a threat to Dak, he'd have been the starter in San Francisco. He's not a starting quarterback. He never has been. He probably never will be. Who was the guy Cooper, what they call it, right. lightning in Cooper a bottle? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, they caught lightning in a bottle with last. You can't count on that happening twice, though, right? Because they got lucky in that regard that he had a backup, what was it, four wins he guided them to? That's not going to happen very often yeah. in the NFL. Well, the thing about Lance is he's not played a lot of football over the years. I mean, he's thrown, listen to this, since 2018, he's thrown a grand total of 420 pass, passes between North Dakota State and San Francisco. Had a season-ending ankle injury after week two for the Niners this last year. What happened is Brock Pur- Purdy comes in, former Iowa State quarterback, Mr. Relvith, last pick in the NFL draft last year, and they go off, and they have a great season, get to the NFC Championship game. He then proceeds to lose the backup role to Sam Darnold, who Sam Darnold's trash. Like, he's not a good NFL quarterback, and he lost into that. So there's, some again, some validation, some truth to what Chuck just said. I do wonder, though, we have seen guys over the years that it doesn't start well for them at whatever pit stop they take initially out of the NFL draft. But then they get to that second team, and I don't think any of us think Mike McCarthy's a quarterback guru by any means, but maybe a change of scenery will be good for Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan's a pretty good quarterback yes, coach in his own right. So, I mean, I, I just think that when it's all said and done, and I don't have anything against Trey Lance, but, you know, the 49ers made one of the worst trades ever to get him. I mean, when you look at what they gave up to get a third-string quarterback, I mean, it's one of the worst trades of all time. Mm-hmm. I suspect when Trey Lance's career is done, we will say there are very few players that teams have given up more to get uh, and got nothing in return. 
I, I just I, this is a this is a trade for an insurance policy. Trade for a backup quarterback. My guess would be if they had to play Trey Lance for an extended period, it wouldn't take very long for people to call for the signing of a new quarterback, and I bet they'd go do it. We got uh, plenty of texts in here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. You mentioned the draft pick. They traded three first-rounders. I know. Chuck. I mean, that's it's one just... of the worst. John Lynch made one of the worst trades of all time to get him. And he's been – okay, that was bad, but he's been a good GM. Like, I'm not, not saying he's good or bad. I'm saying that was a bad trade. No, you're right on that. Uh, Reese and Tawny Town, he's pushing back on what you said a little bit. He he doesn't think the Cowboys would be last if Lance had to start. All now, right, next to last. Yeah, Washington would probably be the last. Maybe so. All right, next to last. Yeah, I, uh, I, I am They're not going to win the division. See, I'll put it. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Well, let's go back. I guess it would have been seven or eight years ago when Tony Romo went down. I don't think there was a lot of expectation from Dallas Cowboy fans that Dak Prescott was going to be the starting quarterback. Anyone who'd seen him play thought Dak Prescott was going to be good. I, look, you can go back and say that if you want. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. This is only because it's the Cowboys and only because we're still 10 days away from it or 11 days or whatever days away from an NFL game. Is this really a big story? This this is not only because it's the Cowboys or people talking about this. JW agrees with you. He says that this trade means nothing. Trade Lance will never be an NFL stud. Now, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan being a quarterback guru. I know sometimes guys just miss. You miss on draft picks. You miss on evaluations, whatever. But I do wonder if there's something left, like if Lance pulls it out in Dallas at some point. And if we see, because Dak Prescott has been injured at points of his career, if they do have to insert him at some point, and if we see a much better-looking quarterback than we saw in San Francisco. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, big... he, had, he had a pretty good supporting cast around him out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're throwing it to George Kittle, IU, Debo Samuel, handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, it's uh, it's a little better than the situation. I love C.D. Lamb, but it's a little better than the situation that they have in Dallas. By the way, Dak is my fantasy quarterback, so it's in my best interest, Chuck, that he goes off this year. Well, you need Dak to have a good year. I do. Yeah. I need uh, for the Thunder Ducks to actually show up this season. Yeah. Wild and Van Buren on the McClarty Daniel Hotline brings in a good point about Brandon Allen beating him out to stick as the third quarterback. I guess final cutdowns are today or tomorrow. I know the final cut early this week. Yeah, it's yeah, early it's, in the week that the NFL yeah, will make soon. final cuts. So we'll be uh, seeing what what former hogs or pro hogs on 53-man rosters. And so our bumper got let go. So our uh, Carolina let him go. This is this is where. You know, you'll 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 see some familiar names let go. Uh, Bump was just, I mean, you think about how banged up he was this last season. Maybe he'll have some time to recover a little bit and, and get ready for trying to make a roster this next year. And well, hopefully, that's Bumper's got a great life ahead of him. He 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 took care of his business when he was in college. He's got a career set up. He's gotten a shot. If this is his only shot, man, I mean, he's gotten to take it. He's given everything he's got. He's gotten everything out of his body that he could and you know now he goes on with life i hope he gets a chance to play somewhere don't get me wrong but if he doesn't bumper's gonna be okay yeah and i believe they expanded practice squad so um you'll have a chance for some guys to to maybe latch on there and you never know when you're a call away we've, we've seen that time That's and right. time again absolutely and look practice practice squads aren't a bad gig no six-figure income to, to be on that so they upped that and expanded that a what? year or two ago. Yeah, we, we talked. I remember us saying. Oh, it's, we it's been it more than a year we talked about it. I remember they, they, it used to be like 60,000, 
You got like a $5,000 a week Well, it was pick. 80 or 90 and for it, a while. The biggest thing is these guys up. don't have to quit playing. Yep. They don't have to quit playing. They're still in the system. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the that's the deal. So be interesting to keep an eye on that in the next few days as uh, final cutdowns are made. Yep. That is, again, the big NFL news from the weekend as we transition back to game week here in Fayetteville and we get ready for what's going on in Little Rock this weekend. Again, 3 o'clock start. It'll be right here on ESPN Arkansas and hit that line.com. You can watch it on ESPN Plus, the SEC Network Plus. We will have our pregame coverage beginning at 10 o'clock on Saturday. We'll also have postgame coverage as well with Hog Reaction. Chuck, we got a text in on the McClarty Daniel hotline asking about what, what is your game prep look like this week? They're wondering kind of what you do in your first week to get ready for the season. Well, yesterday I made out my spotting boards. How about that? Read a little bit about Western Carolina and kind of got ready. So um, that's sort of what you do. And then during the week you just kind of add to it. Pittman will say some things today and their guy will to say some things during the week. And by the time you get to Saturday, hopefully you're ready. If you want a more exclusive look at the Catamounts, which I know some of you want to know every in and outs of what team you're playing on Saturday, Chuck had Gary Ayers with him, who's the play-by-play podcaster for Western Carolina this past Friday on the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast and, and kind of gave more of an exclusive look at the football team. And this is a team that's going to throw it a little bit. Defensive bats are going to get tested early on Saturday, guys. They're going to throw it a lot. They're going to throw it a lot. This is what they do. And they've gotten better at it. Uh, Kerwin Bell is their coach. He threw it around when he played at Florida. He played in the NFL and the CFL for uh, almost 15 years. And His son's his offensive coordinator. and um, They can put points on the board. Now, they gave up a lot of points last year, and they turned it over. That was the biggest thing. Um, they've got a quarterback in from Harvard that I suspect will end up playing on Saturday. And his numbers up there were really good. He's a kid from Florida who went to Harvard um, now he's gone to Western Carolina. They've got another one that may start that runs around a little bit better. They've got a good running back. Um, they'll run four or five wides pretty much the entire game from what it looks like. And when they run, they'll run out of the spread. So um, I figure Arkansas played with five DBs all the time and maybe six a lot because it's uh, it's just that type team. For those that missed us talking about this earlier, Arkansas's captains have been named. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you hadn't. You got Brady Latham, Landon Jackson, KJ, Trajan Jeffcoat, Cam Little, and Rocket Sanders are your six captains this year. A kicker as yeah. a captain? Well, you mentioned he's going to be the leading scorer. I mean, he's banging him from 60 yards is what coach has been saying in, in practice. I don't know if they'll actually attempt a 60-yard field goal in a game to this point. we got to remember, Cam Little has a chance to be the all-time field goal percentage leader in the history of Arkansas. And you haven't exactly had bums in that category. Like you've had some really good kickers over the years. For Cam to be even in that conversation is special. They didn't kick a lot last year, only 16 field goal attempts. I would expect that number to go up a little bit, even though they're going to be aggressive in certain situations. But I think a lot of people are confident in if it's a tight ball game, if he gets a chance, he's going to poke him through the uprights. Well, Arkansas, there was a time when Arkansas was kickers you. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about running back you. There was a time when Arkansas was kickers you. And we're, we're not that far removed from it. And Little's a great kicker. But, again, these, these, these captains police the team. 
it's not just about what happens on the field. They're the uh, they're the leaders of the team. They're the Supreme Court, if you want to use that term. And uh, what they say goes. I just uh, I'm trying to picture Cam Little yelling at one of your big, tall defensive linemen or something for not doing well, something. It's not right. so much about yelling. I mean, some of them yell. Don't get me wrong. Some of them do yell. But um, sometimes it's just about leadership. You mm-hmm. know, not everybody's got to be a rah-rah guy to be a leader. And obviously Cam's, um, you know, when he got here, the program that he had going where he was, you know, donating money out of his own pocket for the kicks that he made. I mean, this is a, this is a level-headed guy. And I think when he speaks, people pay attention to what he has to say. You don't have to be the most vocal guy. You don't have to be a yeller for people to pay attention to what you say. And and I, I just, when I've been around him, the little bit that I've been around him, I think he's got that personality. And I'm not surprised that his teammates picked him to be among their leaders. Uh, it's been over 100 years since you've had a three-time captain on the football team at Arkansas. KJ is that once again this year. He's captain three year, or two years ago and then last year and, and this year. But that's just crazy to think about. When that stat, when Kyle Parkinson put that stat out, I was like, surely they've had a captain, a three-time captain since then. But you just think about what he's had being a redshirt senior, technically still has another year of COVID, so I guess he'd be a four-time captain if he somehow came back next year. But that's just – that's wild to me to think about that's been over 100 years for this football program. It's his football team. It's been his football team since he became the starting quarterback. And not to put, um, pardon me, too much pressure on him, but hogs will go as far as KJ takes him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of how it works. You know this song, right? Oh, George Strait. Okay. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Yep, that is, uh, I knew you'd get that at this oh. point. So, this weekend, Chuck asked a, a really, and he put a, he put on the Bet Saracen app a good line to ask about what we would shoot on Saturday in our golf outing. I would have shot well over 120, just going to be honest. Luckily, we didn't use all my shots at, at, at this point, but we tied our scramble. We both ended up at, of the four groups, two of us ended up at minus two, and it was so hot we didn't finish. And we didn't chip off, putt off. You or played anything. 18 holes. You just yes. didn't go to extra holes. Yeah, we just didn't do an extra hole, which I've never done. Why didn't you just card it off? I don't know. I, do you know what a card off is? No, I'm not. Okay, like, that's what why you that? didn't do one. <laughs> What's a card off? Well, as exciting as it is to hear about your round, I wonder how the facility was there. It was awesome. like there? It was Tell real, us about it. It was so that Jerry's got like a star in the middle of fairways. There's this closest to the star challenge off your drive. Um, it's really hilly up and down. Like there was some, we had some difficult shots, difficult terrain. I didn't think we'd finish on a round, but Jerry's got himself an unbelievable. He, he golf said this course. was like how an much all, did it run you? Two twenty. That's an all inclusive deal. Wow. So you get what do you get for two twenty? Breakfast. You get unlimited Gatorades, waters, sodas, no alcohol, and you also get lunch as well. So we, I mean, I probably ate and drank seventy to a hundred dollars worth of food. So really, the round was. I mean, if I, I, I was trying to get my my fill in at, at that point in time. The gift shop was. How, too how many did you put in your bag for the way home? I mean, Gatorades and, and soft lot. drinks were in your bag when you left. It was a it was a hot day. A lot. We took oh. home uh, we took home a lot of stuff <laughs> at this point. The gift shop's a little pricey. It's a little above my pay grade and above uh, my salary to be spending and going nuts there. But the fa- the facility Chuck was is incredible. I mean, they got the balls set up at the driving range. There's stars everywhere. You would have loved it, man. You got to go play. They got there, little so. cowboy stars on the range balls. Yeah, and uh, really? and also on the, on the fairways too. They have big like a big giant star like you'd see in the middle of the field so cowboys wow. fans i mean this is chuck this is a golf course set for you man 
it's a okay. It's a cool setup. At I'll that make point. my plans. Need to need to go at some point. It's condition of the course really good. It's pretty solid. Yeah, okay. um, it's out in Irving. They've got like a Great Wolf Lodge and Gaylord out there. It's, right. it's where all the conference big conference setup is. At this point, there's another golf course I think right next door. But yeah, we had a we had a good time. It was a I'd never been to Fort Worth. That's about I say that we went to TCU back in 2016. I had never been out in Fort Worth, so it was a it was a lot of fun. That was a cool a cool setup this weekend, and we had about 10 Dallas Cowboy fans in the group, so they were uh, they were in heaven yep. this weekend. Did you wear your cowboy hat? Did you wear your cowboy I did not. Hat I had, and listen to this, Chuck. I got a buddy that's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he wore that polo in the, into, the, uh, into the round, which was kind of funny. That's a guy. Yeah. Right. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.